This episode of Two True Freaks is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades.com offers 37% off all major publishers. InStockTrades.com offers free shipping for orders over $50. Most orders are shipped within 48 hours, and there are thousands of titles currently in stock. That's InStockTrades.com. And be sure to tell them Two True Freaks sent you. Two True Freaks reaches thousands of listeners each and every month. If you would like to sponsor an episode, please stay tuned after this show for details. Hi folks, Chris Honeywell here with a 5-Minute Freak, and this time it's about the movie The Expendables, which I just saw yesterday. Um, right off the bat, I will admit, call me a thief, whatever, I downloaded it, I saw that there was a screener copy of it out, and I said, ah, you know, I wouldn't take the risk on this in the movies, but for a free download... I'm there, you know, I'll check it out, I want to see what's going on, and to be honest with you, I didn't really know what I was going to get, I was sort of half expecting, you know, I could have gotten an episode that I could use for a media masochist episode, it could be a guilty pleasure, it could be a not so guilty pleasure, it could be a masterpiece for Christ's sakes, you know, I mean, um... Sylvester Stallone's having a little bit of a comeback with his new Rocky movie and new Rambo movie being a lot better than they really should have been. So I didn't know what was going to happen, and as it turns out, well, it really wasn't any of those things. It really, um... My opinion of this movie would probably be a lot worse if I paid to see it even if I paid for a matinee to tell you the truth for free I'm gonna be a lot more merciful yeah there's a lot to not like about this movie but there's a lot to like about it so you know basically in a nutshell you know if you want to boil it right down to good or bad whatever I was not bored at any point in this movie you know, there was no point where I was just like, I got, I got to turn this off or walk away from this. Or, you know, this is just, you know, horrible or boring or dull. It, it keeps the action moving. And when the action is flowing in this uh, and the bodies are literally being pulped, there's no shortage of, you know, Central American troops to get turned into, you know, red goo. As far as that goes, I guess that's what you're aiming for with this kind of movie. You know, I don't want, you know, I call me a snob, call me elitist. I like a good story. I like something to chew on. But when I'm going to the Expendables, you know, an action movie actor salad, 
I'm not expecting the Godfather. I'm expecting blow him up real good, you know, shoot him up real good. And they do. It's just sort of a raw um, power uh, um, display of violence, you know. No subtlety, no, you know, incredibly complex set pieces. It's big guns blasting and things blowing up and people blowing up. So, and lots of knives. They love to throw knives into people's heads, you know, through their chests. You know, real nice. Lots of, lots of just horrifying knife trauma is, is, is meted out in this movie. So that's good. So, you know, I mean, I wasn't expecting this to be Shakespeare. And as a matter of fact, though, I thought... This is going to be a little better than average because you got Sylvester Stallone co-writing it and directing it and acting in it. So you've got a little bit of a auteur thing going on with Sylvester Stallone. And, you know, let's not forget, you know, he wrote he wrote and directed Rocky. I believe he wrote Rocky. I'm pretty sure he did. But, um, you know, a, a, a very well-written movie with great dialogue. And this movie, not so much. The story, eh, you know, it's dumb, but that's, you know, to be expected, and it's not dumb to a point to where your intelligence is completely insulted, you know, it's, it as a, you know, maybe, I can see where they were going for the whole, like, we're gonna go overboard with the testosterone and the the cliched characters and the cliched situations of of action movies, especially 80s action movies where most of these guys are coming from. But, you know, here's a good example of when that works is um, Big Trouble in Little China. All those characters are, are complete caricatures and, you know, and cliches. But... They have, you know, hilarious over-the-top dialogue that's that's witty in a lowbrow sort of way. And they try in The Expendables to do this, you know. I mean, even if he was trying to be sort of satiric with the ham-handed, you know, dialogue, it wasn't working. It wasn't delivered with a wink. It wasn't delivered with any kind of sense of humor. And that's strange because... You know, Stallone is... I've seen him, you know, be humorous and make fun of himself. It's it's totally possible. And, uh, you know... Okay, so I guess that's a good segue to bring this into the acting in this movie. There really is no acting in this movie. The only person who really acts, who has a character that seems to be a real character, is Mickey Rourke. And he's sort of an ancillary character, you know, he's just sort of hanging out in the uh, tattoo parlor slash, you know, motorcycle garage that they own. That's their sort of makeshift clubhouse. And, you know, he's, a, he's great in full character actor mode. The rest of them aren't even trying to act. It's completely wooden. Maybe they're trying to be wooden, but, you know, as I said before, they don't go far enough with that to, or put enough of a of a um, spin on it to, to show that they're having a little fun with themselves. It's just straight up bad. And uh, I also, I can't remember the actor's name, but 
you know, the, the, the guy whose third build with Stallone and Jet Li in this, the, the, the guy who was, I think he was in, he was in the movie where he had to keep running or else his heart, heart would explode or anything. He, he's basically like a British third rate Bruce Willis. And I question why he's in here. I don't even think he's old enough to be in this in this movie. And and Bruce Willis is in it anyway, maybe for a second. And that's another thing. Bruce Willis and and Schwarzenegger scene is the only thing close to being funny. There's two two lines: an implied blowjob line, and then a, a toss off about Schwarzenegger wanting to be uh, president one day. But it literally looked like they filmed this like with a green screen, maybe on separate times, and maybe you know they got Willis and and um, Schwarzenegger to come in on their respective lunch hours one day, and you know, and um, you know it looks like Schwarzenegger wandered in in his jacket with his cigar still in, and said, "Okay, let's do the scene," you know, and 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 whipped it off real quick, and it's just awkward, which is typical of actor salad type movies so that was to be expected too but it was just you know okay so we have to have Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger tick tick we got those those guys both out of the way Jet Li my advice to Jet Li is Jackie Chan can pull off speaking broken English but not Jet Li his character is, his character is terrible it's, his character is defined as I'm the short guy, and I need more money. And that's it. And, you know, basically, you know, each character has, like, one defining characteristic that they all sort of make guy jokes about and keeps getting brought up as a quote-unquote running gag throughout the movie. Um, let's see. What other characters we got here? We got two women characters, one of which is fake... Um, Bruce Willis's girlfriend who leaves him for another man but then he gives her a black eye so fake Bruce Willis has to go in and uh, beat him and all his friends up so we find a woman who basically you know trades up one psychopath for another psychopath and the other one is when in the main storyline they're trying to they're supposed to take out the general who's taken over this third world you know, country that's basically an island country. And um, he's played by um, one of the actors from um, Dexter, who's a very good actor, but doesn't really get a chance to do anything in this movie. And his daughter is sort of rebellious and helping the rebels and gets involved in all this and gets involved with Stallone's character. You know, all, all very stereotypical. And, you know, she ends up getting waterboarded. So the two women in this movie are basically just victims. Um, you know, the general is just played off as sort of a wimp who's being controlled by a CIA, you know, big corporate suit um, sociopath type guy who, once again, is a complete stereotype. But... That actor seems to be having a little bit of fun with it. Um, the other actor has a bit of fun with his role is Dolph Lundgren gets to be a good guy turned bad guy. So he gets to chew the scenery a little bit. So he's just slightly more interesting than the rest of the other characters. Um, 
what I liked about this movie is they keep the action moving when when they're running around slapping bombs onto things and shooting up th- people and blowing up things and flying around in their plane it moves right along and it and it delivers the goods it is of the quality of the 80s action movies that you know it's supposed to be a throwback to it is truly a throwback to them the cinematography is great and the editing is great it's a little modern looking it doesn't really have the visual style of those old 80s movies but it still has a very very well shot look to it I love their plane. I love they have this this plane that they just travel the world in, you know, and they always fly in at night and land on the ocean. You know, they're always, I guess, all their missions seem to be to isolated Central American islands, island states, because that's where all the chaos can happen and nobody knows what's going on. And, uh, you know, one thing missing from the sort of Rambo Rambo movies of that time is the politics. There aren't really, you know, there's politics involved in here, but it's so cartoony. It's, you know, the CIA is, is you know, the puppet master for this Central American dictator. And whether or not it's really the CIA or the government, it's, you know, this rogue psychopath. It's just whatever, just fluff and puff. But, um, you know, it kept me going all the way through. I wasn't really, I I, I wish I was more interested in, in the characters because, you know, I could see this becoming a franchise if, if, uh, hopefully, you know, maybe not even that this one was an origin. You don't really, um, understand who these people are any better or any worse at the end of it i'm not really looking forward to revisiting any of the characters and like the mickey rourke character doesn't even he doesn't even fight in it he just is like putting tattoos on people and hanging out and smoking a pipe at the at the garage which made me also think that maybe you know mickey rourke was available for one day so they just you know shot him on the on the one set that one day but my final analysis download it <laughs> download it and watch it for free or you know get it wait till it comes on Netflix and get it for cheap and drink some beer or do something to tune your mind down a little bit you know it's definitely a a dumbed down movie it's not the worst dumbed down movie it's not the best if there was a little more effort put into it into the writing of it and if it's and if it seemed like the actors were having more fun it, this could have been a masterpiece it could have been a riot you know instead you walk out and go oh, you know i'm assuming if you would walk out of the theater since i didn't walk out of the theater i just walked away from my computer but as i walked away from my computer i thought yeah you know meh it was um, fully and completely acceptable as what it was. It, it, it didn't claim to be anything more than what it was, but it could have been. And from um, Sylvester Stallone, I guess, I, I feel that it should have been. But 
as it was, it's probably too late for most of you. Probably everybody who is going to see this movie has already seen it or is just plain not interested. And if you're just not interested, there's nothing in this movie that will change your mind and, and make you interested. You'll, you, you know, you'll, you'll find out in the first five minutes that it's not for you. But if it's something that you thought, oh, you know, I might be interested in that, um, then you might be. If it's something that you've been really jazzed for, well, you know, maybe you want to dial those expectations down just a little bit. But, yeah, that's The Expendables. I wish I, I wish I could be more passionate either way. I wish I could be either pissed off or or evangelical about it, but it it is what it is. Uh, an AVI on my hard drive. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.Libson.com. 2TrueFreaks.Libson.com is spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot Libson, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. You can find me, Scott Gardner, both on Twitter and Facebook. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T. G-A-R-D-N-E-R Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. We are also members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check it out at www.comicspodcasts.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. Thanks for listening. Join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. Freaks. Two True Freaks has been brought to you today by DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.